Scary Crit. Oh, I'm scared. Thank you for calling Scary Crit. This is Jerry with Critiques, Recommendations, and Final Girls Support. How may I help you? Yes, yes. Thank you for answering my phone call. I had a quick reference question. I was wondering if you could help me with it. Of course. Um, Let me get into your Scary Crit account. May I have your first and last name, please? It's Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N. Last name, Lamel, L-A-M-E-L-L-E. Okay, and then I just need to authenticate you really quickly. Um, I just have to ask you your security question. Um, who was the killer in the original Friday the 13th? Jason! Mm, I, that one didn't go through. I... Mm. Oh, crap. No, wait. No, wait. It was his mom. It was his mom. Okay. Okay. There we go. Now I'm in your account. Um, so what recommendation can I add to your list? So I'm thinking something psychedelic, something Japanese. Maybe if like Sailor Moon was directed by Dario Argento. What do you got for me? You know, um, let me check the database. Okay, so um, we have come up with the film from 1977, House. I think you'll really enjoy that one. I'll send it right to your recommendation list, ready for streaming. Okay, Lauren, is there anything else that I can help you with today? Oh, no. Thank you so much. I appreciate all your help. Have a fantastic day. You as well. Please hold to leave me a review. Thank you so much. Oh, I feel like I'm right back there with this headset, y'all. I got so after the audio issues last week, I just I just couldn't do it anymore. So um, I went on, you know, the Google and I looked to see, you know, what what do the other podcasters use when they're having audio issues or if they want very clear audio? And um, the Google recommended me (laughs) this headset that I now have. And so wearing one, I haven't worn a headset since I worked at a call center in um, 2016. I was at one for two years. So I just had to do a little fun opening for y'all. Had to bring Jerry out, you know, because she's she's always there. (laughs) Customer service voice. But I hope y'all enjoyed that opening. But yeah, I just feel like, I feel like Mickey Howard, like I'm in love under the management with this. My goodness, you know, just I'm in love, you know, yes, all that. I love it. Um, But how are you? I'm good. I'm full. I'm eating these noodles. What flavor? Shrimp. So we were just talking about this. So like, yeah, Top Ramen. So my my tier of Top Ramen flavors is shrimp with sriracha. Ooh. And then chicken and then beef. And I feel like that's a controversial placement. Beef is number one for me all the time, every day. Everybody keeps saying that. And I'm just like, I don't feel, (laughs) I don't feel the vibe. Like, it's just not there for me. Beef is the one. Um, my in my household, uh, my brother and sister were the chicken people, but I was it was beef all the way. I was by my lonesome on my little perch, but I love it. <laughs> just like um, with Chipotle, they love corn, and I love my tomato salsa. I don't you know, like Chipotle. I hey, different strokes are different folks. It's cool. Can I tell you why? Why? Every time I go to Chipotle and I get a burrito. Oh, I always so, get a burrito bowl with a tortilla on the side. Also, I started getting burrito, burrito bowls and I felt better. But when I would get a burrito, you know, I'd be eating it. And then it's cold in the middle. 
So I've like halfway gotten through my food oh. and every single time <laughs> I have gone to different Chipotle's, I have gone in different states and the same thing happens. And I was like, you know what? This restaurant is not for me. That's why, you know, you just got to get that burrito bowl all the time. I love I it. I just go to Picante, 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 Picante in the Bronx is like top tier. So this is something I have no idea about. I have never heard of before. So I must, I will have to go there one day soon. When Corona is gone and we can eat. Oh my God. Speaking of Miss Corona, aside from the mess of the Texas and Mississippi governments, um, just saying, you know, basically, you know. It's a free for all. Yeah. To all their citizens. I am hearing, I'm getting reports. (laughs) I've read that the AMC theaters are about to start opening back up soon i think the one i'm not going i i i know i'm not i'm not hey i'm not i'm not rushing out i'm not i'm not about to grab my purse and put on the heels and rush to the nearest theater i can wait at the at the same time john krasinski got on there and said the quiet place part two a uh, quiet place part two is moving up to um memorial day and i'm just like oh i saw that I just like, you know, I I had to have a moment where I was just, you know, because I literally have not been to the movies in over a year. The last movie I saw in theaters was The Invisible Man um, at the IMAX Lincoln Square. And the next movie I was going to see was going to be A Quiet Place Part 2 at the same IMAX on the day of release. But of course, that same week, the state shut down with the stay-at-home order. So, you know, everything was moved. And so now with it being moved to May and the theaters are opening back up and if that IMAX is open, I'm just, you know, you know, the the itch is definitely there and and it will probably want to be scratched. But I need to be very safe about it. Of course, I would wear my mask. Of course, I would social distance. I have a specific seat in mind. That's why I'm mad because like, you know me, when we go to the movies, I get, I spend way too much money on snacks every single time. And then, you know, the whole taking the mask off to eat. We talked about this months ago, like during the summertime. We know. So it's the new normal. I know, but I'm just like, but that is a movie I definitely do not want to watch in my room at the house. I need the screen. I need this, especially because it's the whole gimmick of the movie is sound. Yeah. I need to be in there. Did you watch um, Coming to America? No. Oh, I did because I just um, I just haven't gotten around to it. I was preoccupied with our movie for today, which, if y'all didn't know, is House for my little from our call intro. center skit, our little intro. I need to, um, I, I'm, I'm one of those people who I want, like, I know it's a very well-known movie, but I want to watch the first one again and then sit down with the second one. But I've heard a lot of um, mixed to negative reviews on the timeline concerning Coming to America. A lot of people were saying it was cheesy a lot of people were saying um, it doesn't compare to the first one (laughs) nothing compares to the first one oh my goodness it's not a trilogy this is not like a one (laughs) two three moment Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying sequels will always disappoint because it's a sequel i appreciate what they did i appreciate that they brought back a lot of characters and they did a lot of references to the first one yeah it's a big feat 30 years later to still bring back like their principal cast. And they were all there, like all of them, even like those minor characters that you might have forgotten about. Everybody comes back. It's like seeing family. I love that. I love that. But moving on, um, 
you know, WandaVision was great. Um, I'm excited to see what comes next. I loved your um, <laughs> Halloween Town to Calabar's Revenge um, little, you know, little references because I didn't see that until you posted them. I'm just like, that makes perfect sense. I see that. When Agatha, in, that, in the second to last episode where she was like up in the air, I was like, that's yeah. Calabar. Like it yeah. was purple and everything too. I was like, no, Marty, no. <laughs> so it was it was really a fun it was a really fun finale i'm phase four is in full swing i can't wait to see you know what happens next and um i know that the winter soldier and um the falcon are next not this week but the week after so we're, we're getting them then i know i'm skipping out on some other ones so i'm i'm excited it was it was a really fun show but let's get into the necronomicon um taking off the shelf dusting off so we haven't talked about this yet but i have finally sat down and watched the whole first season so sasha banks this is for you i have finally viewed servant um the original apple tv series and wow um it mm. season one so like i'm on the beginning of season two okay but season one as a whole i think was a really cohesive story no it was it was it definitely was it was very I love how it was shot because my favorite scene is that first dinner where the camera is like right up on her face. I love that. Cause I was just like, what are we, what am I looking at? It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think that's what the show wants us to feel is uncomfortable. The whole situation was uncomfortable. The whole loss of the baby and the fact that, and spoilers for y'all who have not seen it, you, you can stop here if you'd like to view or skip forward, you know, we'll, we'll have timestamps, but the fact that it was her fault that the baby died. I had no idea until, cause I thought it, it was, um, what is it called? SID, sudden infant death syndrome. That's what I, cause the way the husband said it, that's what I thought had happened, but no, he was just, you know, covering up the real reason. But and it was interesting too, because they were setting him up to be this asshole the whole time. And when all that, the splinter crap and like he lost his taste and all that stuff started happening. I thought that he did something to the baby. And then it was his fault the baby was dead. So then to flip that and be like, yeah, no, Dorothy just left it in the car. I was like, oh my God. And the way that that episode, like the time travel back and forth and the way that they revealed it to the audience, I think was one of the most beautiful things I've seen in a long time. There were no, there were no, um, there were no beats. There were no moments of, oh, oh my God. It was just, it was very like the, I will never forget the way the camera slowly panned across the outside of the car and you can just see the top of the child's head and mm -hmm. you realize what I mean I think before then the audience had realized what happened but by then that's where it forces you to but it doesn't do it in a way where it's like you know like uh it, sh it doesn't shake you it's just it's very like almost subtle just yeah. like, almost casual like almost every day just like the fact that again there was no alarm when you saw her come in the house and not go back out and then the door closed. It was just like, oh. When the door shut by itself, I was like, oh my goodness. Because I, I, I was waiting. I was waiting any second for there to be a gasp and for there to be running footsteps and for it to burst out the house. Who takes groceries in before a baby is all is my is like I was just like, what are you thinking about? <laughs> I, that's that's what it is. I don't think she 
was thinking. I don't think she was able to think. I mean, she was exhausted. The baby had the colic. Um, she was alone by herself. Um, it was stressful. She might have even been going through postpartum depression. Yeah. And it was just all of those things combined. I, she was just like in a, in, a in, in like a fugue state. She was not in a right state of mind. And so when, when she went and saw the crib, empty again there was no there was no like yeah yeah there was no um hellfire there was no none of that she just went outside collected the baby went inside because that's when her catatonia began yeah and then right before she goes full catatonic and she has to like she really realizes like what has happened like four days later and she just has that kind of like conniption fit in front of the crib like oh i need i need a gif of that i'm probably going to make one (laughs) Maybe I'll have to see about that, but that needs to be added to the void. The whole Sean, I'm glad that they did not go or make his character do what I thought they were going to do because it could have easily been, you know, um, sexually frustrated and overworked father um, up with the nanny with the with the with the you know attractive younger nanny while you know I'm so glad they didn't go there. Although I I don't get the whole um um how leanne was kind of like baiting and flirting with uh julian i didn't get that was she flirting with julian yeah there was a moment where she felt him up oh you're right you're yep but i think that was just like to disarm him and like throw him (laughs) off her scent or whatever but it was so and then leanne as a whole i was just um she the fact that you know i was kind of like i felt sorry for her when um sean and julian were like her with, the, with the freaking dog food and the and the crickets but when she had the nerve to put her hands on miss natalie i was just like so you, bought- you don't know but jerica hinton was on gray's her doctor's name was edwards and i loved her and she left gray's and didn't get sucked into the like gray's anatomy hole where that's all you do with your career i'm proud I'm- like her as an actress yeah and i and i was like isn't that odd that the only black main character is assaulted because they were i oh my god the fact that i was afraid they were going to do the whole you know like the 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 black friend thing basically i thought they were going to carla her yep but it's Uh, this cult thing is is it is very weird because that is not where I saw it going. I was just like, I I was gonna say like um, maybe a coven, but not a cult. Cult, especially because all this because uh, the show does this really interesting thing where it it like it's supernatural, but not really yeah things happen or or uh the focus is put elsewhere and then you forget that it's supernatural you just think it's like this this really dark because i was caught off guard when the baby turned back into a doll when julian dropped it and then it cried and then oh that was too much for me and the father came over and was like i got this swedish baby lined up we could just buy it right now like that whole moment it was so much happening and i really that's why like i'm i'm excited to see where season two goes with the cult because like so i'm where i'm at the baby is still missing and they're trying to like figure out a plan on how to get it back 
My whole, they don't know where Leanne is. They don't know where the cult leader is. They don't know where anybody is at still. My whole thing is like, because I'm really, I think, and I think this is intentional for the show. I'm really trying to figure out is, is the baby an actual baby or is it the doll that was turned into like, cause we've, we've already seen Leanne demonstrate or have connections to necro- uh, necromancy because the whole cricket in her room that was dead then it was alive again yeah um and then with this baby um like it's a doll now it's a real bit ba- i don't know i just i don't know and then and then when when leah leaves it's a doll again and she you didn't see her walk out with the baby though right right which is her suitcase yes so it's just like what is going on and that's what i love about the show what is going on it keeps like so many questions and how it toes the line between supernatural and just something just you know off. that's just uh, off or dark but then it reminds you again it's supernatural like when leanne was in the basement and the floor cracked yeah. or or that or the 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 freaking omen dog that was in the room and that julian killed with the wine bottle that came back to life came ba- like what so many questions um i really love the the cast is really excellent um the um the I, Dorothy and uh, Sean as characters are really interesting to me because uh, Dorothy is very like I don't like I don't I don't think she woke up until they gave she realized. No, I was gonna say until she realized like the baby was a doll again at the very end of the season. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Sean, when Leanne was like, "Why didn't you leave her for what she did to y'all?" And he was like, because it was a, it, because it was an accident, she made a mistake. And I was just like, wow, that's that's really deep. To me. But th- that was my other question, too. Like, I wonder if Leanne being there fed into every like fed into the delusion so much that everyone fell into the delusion. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I, I really think so, because it's just, you know, they were already fragile to begin Before. with. And, she's, and then she's in there and she's like playing with them, like right. yanking on their strings. So, yeah. Because um, I, I also want to figure out what the fuck all this splinter shit is about. I he, The boy, he can't taste anything. He can't feel anything. Like he's getting splinters everywhere. Like what is, uh, and I knew that's, that was that, yeah, that's when I knew like, okay, Leanne is like a witch or something because she got these Blair Witch Project figurines that he done ripped off and torn. And now he's getting splintered at like by the same wood that they're made of. And I don't know. I just, I really hope next season he regains his senses, but I, yeah, it's a, it's a very, I I love how it was a slow burn. I kept, I kept watching because it was very intriguing on that front. And I just wanted to know what's next, what's going on. I wanted to know the backstory of what happened with the baby, you know, Jericho, uncle, uncle George and, um, them feet, man. Them little crusty nails. He got is nasty. It was. It was the. It was um, finding him in the crib for me and the baby on the floor. And then before we move on, I Rupert Grant, who Legion of us know as um, Ronald Weasley from Harry Potter. He has the range, y'all. Like you watch the show, and really the only trace of Ron Weasley is like the eyes. Probably that's about it. Everything else is just like like the accent, the persona, um, yeah. the aesthetic, like everything. Like Rupert Grant is like I like he really is 
Julian Pierce here because I don't I don't see Ron like I did I did maybe at maybe not even at first because it took me a minute to recognize him um, really because they're well for one servant comes basically like eight years after the last Harry Potter film right so he's aged he's gotten older um he's in his early 30s now so it's just like it was the age thing but it was also just like how he wears that maturity and it was just like such a distinct difference from what i'm used to seeing him as and what he is now in this role he's not a baby anymore (laughs) exactly and yeah julian was like he really like from the accent down it was just like it was very like wow it was very rich i'm just like this is this is a character here like wow and i love the whole sibling relationship between um him and dorothy especially with her being like the older like very type a one yeah i i really enjoyed servant i'm excited to see the next season m night Shyamalan, you know he's written all over this but i also want to give tony um baskel up uh his flowers because it's a very um unique series i would say like it's like psycho- I appreciate that it's in Philadelphia because usually stuff like this, like it would be in New York and I'm so sick of that trope. And I appreciate that we're in a different place. Always in New York. Yeah. Yeah. That has that city vibe. Uh, They have a beautiful house, but again, I just don't think I could do city living because, you know, everything is still cramped together and um, I need a, I need a full backyard and a front yard, but that's just me. Um, But yeah, it's a psychological horror. So it's going to get in your head. I love that. I'm going to probably start season two this week, but yeah, definitely check out servant y'all. And uh, thank you, Sasha Banks for the beautiful recommendation. It was very worthwhile. See, I agree. Okay, um, so that was it for the Necronomicon, putting it back, putting it on the shelf. Um, and now to get to our main course for today, um, come into my house. <laughs> house, um, a J-horror film from uh, 1977. Lamel, we are branching out here. We are, I'm so aren't we? Excited. I'm I just, so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> Watching this, I was just like, you know what? You know what? You know what? I just said, <laughs> I know, I know for a fact this is something that Ethan would definitely show. Yes, yes. In his class. Me and Ethan had a whole like <laughs> extended conversation about this and the director. And I think Ethan is the one that showed me this movie. And he's the one, like, there's this whole um uh interview with the director. Because, you know, film, film in Japan at the time was like all over the place and a lot of filmmakers weren't making any money. So he started making a couple of people started making like commercials, but like those perfume commercials where it's like a waterfall and then a pumpkin and then a woman that says, you know what I mean? Like that type of stuff. <laughs> and he was like, you know, some people in the film community were like, oh, y'all are sellouts because y'all aren't making art. And he's like, but this is art. You know what I mean? Like, it's all the same thing. And if they're going to pay me X amount of dollars to make the art commercial that I want to make, why would I say no to that? Because it's a commercial. And I was like, I like him. I like him a lot. But but y'all don't don't necessarily, you know, shit on the fragrance commercials. Some of them are good. Like the um, Jadora Dior one with Charlize Theron with the whole that giant long bath. And they had Kanye West's light song on. That's a good one. Or really all the Char- um, Charlize Theron, like Jadora Dior commercials 
or a look. Also, if you look at the history of what cinema was, right? Yeah, they're very cinematic. That's but what that's it is. what movies was gonna be. That yeah. is what films were going to be, and before we got this whole like mainstream DW girl with birth of a birth of a nation crap, oh, it was shit. all like that. So <laughs> it was all very dramatic and unique. <laughs> that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> um, but funny story about this film. So last night was my first time watching it ever. I didn't know that. I don't know why I assumed that you had seen this before. Gag. So, um, but I am familiar with the movie. Um, I have been for about 10 years now because um, when I was an undergrad at the University of Northern Colorado, um, I was a work study in the Department of English. And one of, and part of my job was um, like manning the computer lab. In the computer lab were a bunch of foreign language film posters that were framed. House was one of them. Like that, that, that big, the, the one, the big one red with one. The cat, the one yeah, with the cat. The one with just the face that it says house and it's red. That was up in there. Another foreign language film that was up in there was um, Undertow from 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's about um, um, a gay affair. I, I have not watched that one, but I want to. I, I just love the poster. You know, they're holding hands behind the wife's back. I, I don't condone affairs, but or adultery. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I had seen that poster. Very good disclaimer. We do yeah, not scary. condone <laughs> affairs. And don't, adultery in don't this do house. it. Don't do it, y'all. <laughs> um, keep your legs closed to married men. Anyway, close your legs to married men. <laughs> <laughs> With house, I had never seen it, but I had seen that poster for years, like years. So being able to finally watch it now um, was like almost coming full circle. And I was just, Mel, I, girl. It's so great. And I said it earlier. It's like for for people who have not seen this film before, the easiest way to conceptualize what you are about to watch is if Sailor Moon was directed by Dario Argento and it was a thing. And that could not have been a more accurate um, comparison because like I just it I was not, mm, I just, I was watching and I was like, am, am I high? Did, <laughs> did, did something or someone, or did I get, did someone slip me some LSD or what's going on? Like, what am, cause like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm staring at it and I'm, and I'm like Xander from John together. I'm like, what, what is, is going, going on? on? Because it's just so like the, the way it was shot that, editing the music the um the set piece oh my god the set pieces and yeah. the practical effects which i know you were a fan of i know you were effects. a fan of. oh my god i love it but practical yeah, practical love it. it's all very surreal and it's all very experimental yeah, and that's, that's what the, the word that's the word for. that's the word surreal experiment all this it was just it was a very it was super out of the box and we talked about this you know me i'm very i'm very when it comes to my films I'm very type A, you you know. Yeah, yeah. So when I watch things of this sort, it jars me. It shakes me up because I'm just I get very confused. <laughs> I get very discombobulated because I'm disoriented because I'm just like, what is going? Because um, I mean, when we start, we're introduced to two girls whose names sound like they're a part of a Sailor Moon attack. 
Yes. Gorgeous and um, fantasy. fantasy. <laughs> just like, oh my, or, or fragrance names. And I'm just like, I don't, um, but very quickly, I don't know. It, it like this movie, um, it's like, it, it almost forces you to get acclimated with the kind of film that it is. Yeah. Because it was like, it was giving me, it was giving me film it was giving me commercial. It was giving me music video on like the span of like one single scene or sometimes all at once, like when they're on the train. Yes. And the, like it looked like a, um, like a pop-up book and the yes. train is just like going, but that's because, okay. So let's, let me, let me help situate why. All oh, let's, let's happen. rewind. We are so sorry. Um, we should give the people um, some information. <laughs> some context. So the director is Nobuhiko Obayashi and he was such an, he died last year. He died last April. Oh no. Um, Bless his heart. But he was Capricorn gang, gang, gang. Um, <laughs> uh, just an all around, like one of those all around creative people. Like he was an artist for a little while. He played the piano for a little while. Like he did all these other things like drawing, poetry, writing, whatever, before he landed in like, oh, film is where I can do all of these things all at the same time. Wow. And I think that is one of the reasons why house is the way that it is because he's like, Oh no, we're going to do everything. <laughs> right. Nothing like the whole, there was no, he just took the whole bag and just threw it. Like sprinkle a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of here, a little bit of there. It's going to be like a confetti fun cake and it's going to be amazing. Um, um, and you're going to eat it <laughs> and you're going to enjoy it. Even if you don't. So I think the other interesting thing about him as a person that influenced this film was that he was in world war two. Oh, so yeah, he fought in World War II and a lot of his other films, but especially House, it's this 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 harking back to childhood and harking back to all of these things that you wish that you can go back to, right? Like you remember summer break. Because I think that 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 moment where the teacher's like, oh, oh summer break summer break was for us. You know, for real. Cause you like you really it it I immediately when she said it, I really thought back to when I was in elementary school and I'm just like thinking how big and how much fun and how much everybody looked forward to summer break. Where you had three months to do nothing, basically. Just, just, uh, just live and, your life. And, and, now you're a, and now I talk you're to my adult. um my brother, my sister, and my nieces all the time, right? Because over the summer they'll like call me in the middle of the day and I'll be like, Yo, I'm at work, what do you want? And they're like, What do you mean you're at work? I was like, Yeah. <laughs> I'm a grown up. Like I don't have off. <laughs> That's what I have to do. I'm sorry. I didn't make um, these rules. Right. Like I just have to live by them because we live in a capitalist society. I don't know what to tell you. Um <laughs> But so the let me let me break y'all off with the synopsis, right? So in an effort to avoid spending time with her father and his creepy new lover, which I mean, like, like, I don't like, I don't know. I'll come back to that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, because like she was weird, but was she like she just seemed like a nice lady? <laughs> she was very every time she was on screen, it was full on um Chanel number five commercial. Except the, for that, like, Hey Arnold moment at the end with the scarf, because every it made me so uncomfortable with the scarf, just like here. But no, I'm like the fact that she was. It was very like um, on the Adams family how they do um, Morticia with the with the lighting. 
Oh yeah, it was. Like how she has like a very like um I don't even know what you what she would even call that. What are words? But like every time she was on screen, she was the only one who was like had the wind blowing, blowing and, and it was in slow motion and it just so you know, it was very like yeah. Yeah. But do you do you know what I'm talking about with the Hey Arnold thing? No. So there's an episode for people who don't know, you're going to get in on my joke. There's an episode of Hey Arnold where it's like a Halloween episode and they're telling each other scary stories. And there's a scary (laughs) story about a woman who was beheaded in the park. Oh, because she had a scarf on and she was on a carriage and the oh, scarf wrapped around goodness. the tree branch and cut her head off. So there was like a destination stuff is this. <laughs> so there was like this ghost like walking around, right? And so they tell you that story at the beginning of the episode. I gotta find the episode number. But Mike, Mike probably knows, but um and they tell you like towards the beginning and then at the end, like you see the ghost like with the scarf blowing. So all I thought about with her scarf, when it was like, it's like, you're going to get decapitated. You're going to die. Wow. <laughs> um, but she didn't get decapitated. She got something, but it she was got something, but it wasn't decapitated. Okay. Um, but so back to the synopsis, because I, I stopped reading it. In an effort to avoid spending time with her father and his creepy new lover, young gorgeous resolves to visit her aunt's remote mansion with six of her closest friends in tow, including the musically inclined Mel the geeky prof the gorgeous arrives at the estate where supernatural events occur almost immediately a severed head takes flight household appliances come to life and a portrait of a cat seems to contain an evil spirit so the it was and it was immediate it was immediate (laughs) there was no breathing room (laughs) put your hands and feet inside there at all times or we're gonna go now so (laughs) the characters names were gorgeous fantasy melody Sweet. sweet mac kung fu and prof professor and then the cat's name was Blanche, which I thought was cute. Because you immediately thought of Golden Girls. Golden Girl. Yeah, <laughs> I did too. <laughs> and I don't remember her aunt's name. I don't think she was ever named. Really? Oh. I don't think so. I could be wrong, but I don't, I never, I don't think I got her name. But wasn't, wasn't she Blanche? No, Blanche was the cat. No, I know, but wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, wasn't the cat her? <laughs> Or were they two separate entities? I thought they were two separate things. Because there's a line where Professor is like, any old cat can open a door, but only a witch cat can close the door. Yeah. What happened is the aunt went crazy and then turned to witchcraft to wait for her boyfriend to come back. And then the cat was like her familiar or something. Mm, That's what I did. So... Mm, I don't even know where to where 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 should we even start, Mel? There's just so much to go with this movie. Um, well, oh, we could we. Could, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say before we do, and this is so random, but I meant to say this last week when we were talking about, and you reminded me of when you were talking about Hey Hi Hey Arnold because it's a cartoon. Um, we were talking about how we got like our horror beginnings or what got us into horror. Um, I think I did a very big disservice to myself, but also this work um, for not mentioning that Scooby-Doo was definitely one of the, yes, was definitely one of the um, pinnacles of my childhood that got me into horror. Cause you know, the whole solving mysteries, people in masks, it's it, like, it's got that horror mystery element um, and it was always fun. Yeah. So Scooby-Doo Zombie Island is like undefeated. One of the top five best animated movies of all time. I swear when I was a kid and it got to that part 
and it's um for one the kitchen scene that shit yeah. scared me but also yeah. when they're out in the um the swamp um and um Daphne is like pulling on or was it Fred was pulling on the um like the dead tourists and they realize that they're actually, actually real zombies yeah. and like cuz from up until then we had been like you know it had always been someone in a mask yeah. it had always been like oh, or or a projection that wasn't you know but now it's like they're really real. real this is really, like really 19, th- this is 90 n- this is 1998 girl like Dude, let me tell you i had a birthday party right <laughs> i lived in Asheville, north carolina i don't remember how old i was but i was in grade school and i had this whole birthday party and a friend of mine named kevin came to my birthday party and gave me the zooby the scooby-doo zombie island vhs tape Aww. a poster Oh. and like a plush doll like it was this whole like i, I have this photo it. and i was I like yo it. and that's how i remember his name because i was like what is this like why did you give me all of this stuff but it was it. so cool to like have all that stuff bro and it's and it's so much fun to watch that movie now as an adult because you get um you get a lot of the stuff you didn't when you were little like yeah when they all split up and had their own jobs like what how them- was so yeah, how Velma was like at a bookstore and uh, Daphne and um, Freddie were like in uh, TV and um, <laughs> Scooby and Shaggy were freaking TSA. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, there was like this, um, the whole thing with um, Freddie flirting with, um, I forgot what her name was, but you know, when and Daphne called, she was like, you are so corny. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Anyway, back to house. Sorry, folks. Um, with... I'll just I'll just dive into um just pick a moment. Any yeah, moment. I, the moment. Yeah, let's see. Um I wanna I wanna talk about the let's just talk about the filming style and how flexible and random it was. There was a moment where I think he he um even used stop motion animation mm-hmm. with the um with the uh bucket with yeah. the, with uh Mr. uh But you know what? It reminded me very much of other things that were happening in the 70s and my, when the first time I ever watched it, my brain went to HR Puff and stuff. Have you ever seen that? That sounds very familiar. Okay, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, pause it right here and Google real quick. It will it, it's really it's just really creepy like trying to be Muppets not Muppets thing. And it wasn't supposed to be creepy, but some of the episodes, if you look back at them, you're like, what am I watching? But it was this like, <laughs> it was this guy, like it was this guy in like a puppet costume. And it's like this whole universe where these things happen. And there's like this little boy who like comes over and it's like, he's basically trying to find his way back home. But it was very much like there's stop motion happening. There's puppets happening. There's these other scenes that are all kind of happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that's like, like we were kind of touching on earlier, the fact that he kind of was able to blend all this stuff in is was really something to say about his artistry because it it was funny because it was supposed to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not because looking back on it, it's bad. Like it was purposefully like, oh, <laughs> what happened? And why is this bucket stuck, stuck on this man's butt? <laughs> yeah, and then just how he decided to like throw stop motion in there um and how that i think that did happen um a number of times back then especially in the 80s because the only other movie aside from the comparison you made with sailor moon and dario the only other movie i can compare this to 
in terms of like ridiculousness it's just like you know oh my god um evil dead or the the evil dead the first one yeah yeah um, because with the with the backdrops and with the practical effects, and uh, they also use stop motion. And how modern day we don't see stop motion in live action. Yeah. And yeah. and how distinct that is when you do see it. So, um, and then again, you know, um, the train scene, and then how the, how he does um, like transitions um and how- i liked the wipes like when they were all talking before they went on the trip and they were like sitting outside the schoolyard i thought it was cool that whenever someone else talked he would wipe the transition to go to the next person instead of just yeah. like cutting it because that's what you do in real life when you're sitting there with a group of friends like you're swiveling your head yeah yeah it and was i thought also- that, that was cool yeah his the, his um his filming style was also a lot of it was like very and this is where the Sarah Moon uh, um reference comes in clutch. It was also very like anime esque. Yes. Um, because you have the um, you uh, what are they called like the eye catches um and the um. I am not going to be able to articulate this. I am so sorry. <laughs> uh, but it's like very, like he just used so many different styles and uh, how when she like went into the refrigerator and then um, then the next minute she's over there or um, with the um, the watermelon scene um, where, the, where they first got the watermelon and how I, it, what, I liked about it was it does this thing where um, something will be happening as a background, but it will happen like right before the scene cuts to something else. And it feels like, did I just see that? Was that like an illusion? And how they did that with the melon guy um, when he was laughing, the melon behind him that was hanging up also was laughing. Yeah. And I had to go back. Cause I'm just like, wait, did I just see that? Right. And um but I, I appreciate that he did that because the characters the entire time up until Professor and Fantasy are like the only two left. Can she keep saying over and over again, like, oh, you're just imagining things or Fantasy is like making up stuff again because it, it's like it's that perpetual double take of a moment because so I appreciate Right. And he used everyday objects to kind of make to drive his point home. Of like, Are you paying attention? And did you see what you think you saw? Yeah, very everyday, like how, um, you know, the watermelon became Max head and um, how the uh, professor got. Was it a a. A water can with sharp teeth that took her. I under? think so. That's what it looked like. And then, I- and then something else was wearing her glasses. Yeah, that was such a Velma moment. My glasses. I can't, I can't see without my glasses. My glasses. Um, I think that was cool too. That we we never see how Mac dies, and that feeds into this idea of oh, the the more fantasiful character is making up stuff again because. Thing- like we never see a body and the only person that sees max head is her yeah and the same thing happens with sweet when she was getting jumped by mattresses and pillows <laughs> getting stomped in there and it was just like very the and what and what was very interesting about the movie was how it is if you go on hbo max right now it is categorized as a horror comedy um but for me it was just so <laughs> 
ridiculous and like um surreal that it just wasn't i couldn't i it didn't it didn't scare me. It was just, it just made me like, I was just like, you know, again, what, what is, is going, going on? on? So I, and I know the horror elements were in there. I saw them like the whole thing with the, um, I would say my favorite, uh, character's death scene would belong to Melody. Um, and that is because that, again, that is a perfect moment to see what I'm talking about when I say the way this film was shot and also edited like the, the, the way like i know they were like using probably like green screen on parts of her body so it could just look like it was like her um her upper torso just floating there mm. and all her arms and stuff but how that was juxtaposed against like the piano and everything is moving this way and that and how it's like it looks like stop motion again is used for the piano to eat her and just it was very also um but it, all those moments with the dis dis dismembered body parts floating around was also very like daisies like to me have you ever seen that movie is that the one where there's like a flower in like a glass picture frame mm, no daisies is that like a or was that bugs name. did she collect bugs in frames is that about the two girls yeah yeah, yeah. the bugs, She's yeah, the we, bugs watched, in the we watched that in Ethan's class I was trying to remember. Okay. So you remember that moment where they're like sitting around and their heads are like floating around by themselves and their arms are like all over the place? Yeah. That is what this reminded me of because I was like, oh wow. Because the 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 it was very powerful to me when you see their heads and then behind them is like this collage of images. Yeah. And at the end when um Kung Fu dies and like her head is like floating. I was so upset. I was rooting for her. I was rooting so hard for her. We were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. It wasn't her though. At least she got one last kick in though. But it was cool to see all of those other images because it was like the red and the blue and then her head was just there. There. And their body parts were just there juxtaposed against all of these really powerful color schemes. And just it was just such it's it's like how he was able to personify the ridiculousness of the situation visually. Um, but you know what helped too, and and we keep talking about this, but it's just because it's so prevalent. Because those iris wipes, like those slow iris in, iris out moments, that's used in silent films to like break the fourth wall and like kind of let the the audience in on something they might not supposed to be in on. And I think that they were only used with Gorgeous, if I'm remembering this correctly. And that could maybe even be like a, a play on her um, her name. Like you want to look at her. You want there to be a zoom in. And that, that's also, I feel like, a very big foreshadowing moment. Because in the opening scene, Fantasy says, oh, you look like a witch from one of those movies. And then we iris oh. in, iris out on her. And then in wow. the end, like possessed wow that i love it it's just yeah and with about the um the piano um this is just a little nerd gamer thing um in big boo's haunt in super mario 64 there is a piano that has a red coin behind it that mario has to get and if he gets close enough to the piano it will come alive and it will start chomping at him with very sharp teeth. <laughs> so that's what it reminded me of. Immediately, I'm just like, oh, we, oh, I've, I've seen this before. <laughs> but um, I just, 
I don't, uh, one, one of the things I really loved about this movie, um, and that we're definitely not getting today, is the how much originality there was in it. Like there is, there is nothing like this movie is truly like it's its own. But you know, one of the reasons why, right? He because he no one else wanted to direct it. He asked his daughter. So Jaws came out, and Jaws is like this huge hit. Oh and yeah. The studio that he worked for was like, yo, we need something that's like we Jaws. Want, we like. want that. We want we want something like that. Go go us. figure it out. So yes. he was like racking his brain trying to figure out what to do. And he asked his preteen daughter because he was like, adults only think about things in the way in which they understand them. And Ooh. kids don't do that. Mm. So talking to her, she had a bunch of ideas, but what <laughs> was the a house that eats people. And that's how we got here. <laughs> because at the end of the day, that's what this movie is. It's it's like um that it, like it, that other wasn't that other movie called House with those like three little white kids in the neighborhood? Monster House. There you go. It's from 2006. Yes. It's my movie. I, and I love and I and I was one of the people who loved the animation on that movie. I know a lot of people didn't like it. They thought it was creepy. I loved it. I thought it was fun. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> um, Monster yeah. House is good. But yeah, this a house that eats people. And I just, I loved how the fact that, you know, um, he had, he, he kept like promoting it and shopping it around until the studio was finally like, here, damn, direct it. Right. Here, it here are the keys. And I'm so glad that he did it because no one else would have been able to do it like this, especially with it being like his daughter's ideas. So I just, I love it. It was very, um, almost like, uh, Lewis Carroll from how he wrote Alice in Wonderland for, um, his, was it his daughter? I think so. Um, but yeah, he wrote it for he, he wrote it like specifically for them, no one else. But it it took off, and I love how with because I've I've done my research a little bit about this movie. How um, in its native country, the girls were like, "What the hell is this?" But then over here, we were, people were like, "Yes, oh my god, oh my god, yes, yes." More, wow. more. Oh my god. But I think it's cool too that he if he hadn't made the the ads for TV, he would have never been able to make this film because he sold he got all of the actors and actresses that were in this film from because he worked with them making commercials. Yeah. And and we all know that Japanese commercials are on a whole nother like the way they do advertisements over there. Um, <laughs> I would say the only the only two people over here I think that get that close would be Tim and Eric. Yeah. Um, and then you would like I don't know if you know this, but the soundtrack for the movie was made and released before the movie. How how long before the movie? Like a year or two. Oh wow. Because the, the script was done, and then it took two years from the completion of the script for the film to actually go into production. Oh, wow. So I think that the, the soundtrack was made like a year before the film. Okay. Which is cool. Speaking of said soundtrack, um, one of the girls, um, who is my favorite, um, Kung Fu, had her own freaking theme music. And just like her name, 
Um, also, just a quick little thing about the girls with their names. I loved how their names were like very distinct to to describe like their personas. Like Sweet was very nice and uh, sincere and bubbly. Kung Fu was like the athletic, um, like fighting type. Um, and she re- and again with the cinnamon reference, she very much gave me Sailor Jupiter uh, right down to the ponytail. <laughs> I'm thinking. But- I'm thinking was was uh, the creative cinnamon maybe inspired by house a little bit um because we're starting rumors on the pod i have to hold on i have to know the years first it's a thing now the the creator of sailor moon (laughs) was heavily inspired by house that's how it came to be but Uh, no i agree with you because it it very much reminded me of horror tropes in the states how there are always five kids and one is always a stoner one is always an athlete one is always a hooker or like a whore one is always a um like a Lori strode like i don't like i'm pious or whatever there and then also there was uh, the fact that these are all women too all girls um and i haven't i don't i feel like you don't really you don't see that too much in whore um either nowadays or even uh back then um a, a modern day example i think i can think of is uh the descent from um I think it was released in the States in 2006, but it's uh, it's from 2005. Um, the Descent is a really good film, by the way. Really good horror film. Uh, have we not talked about that yet? Or have we? No, we have not talked about The Descent. Oh, wow. We'll have to put that on the list. Because um, we both really like that movie. <laughs> yeah, I really... I, oh, girl, that jump scare. Um, and... Yeah, so there was, you know, Kung Fu was very, you know, um, very valiant and um, skilled in the art of Kung Fu. She was very, like, you know, fighting. Um, Professor reminded me of um, Amy, our Sailor Mercury, because she was very studious, very smart, um, very careful. Um, Fantasy was daydreaming all the time. (laughs) Um, Gorgeous was... Uh, you know, uh, really pretty. The 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 looker of the bunch, uh, Mac. I think her her name uh, was my favorite in terms of how clever it was because um, she was, um, you know, a big foodie. She loved to eat, and so they um, called her stomach, but they called her uh, Mac for short because stum stum stomach stomach. You know, so I just which I, like the first time I watched it, I was like, where the hell do they get Mac from? Right, and I. Lovely, and I love when we found. I gagged when they were like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "That's that's clever." Did I did I for, I forget did I forget anyone? Mac Professor. Oh, Melody because she had an affinity for music. Um, she loved the piano in the house. She played the piano and the guitar, and she sang, and she did something else. All that, and it's just and, and that one remind me of uh, Mina or Sailor Venus from Sailor Moon. <laughs> it's just oh, there's so many things. So, um. Also, let's just talk about how weird it was that you gonna write a letter to your estranged aunt that I mean, you, you haven't seen and how you were five. I mean, like, hey, sis, can me and my um girls? They're like uh six, seven of us, counting me total. Can we like you know hop, skip, and jump to your place for the summer? Because you know I don't feel like meeting or hanging out with my dad's new girlfriend who's trying to be my mom. But can I bring like six of my girls and myself to your house, even though you know I haven't seen you in forever, and I don't even know if you even have the space but can i like 
can I do She's that? Gonna come through. Can I? Are you going to come through for me? Can we do that? And the fact that she wrote back and was like, yes. And we then set that. the cat. Mm. Listen, I knew I knew some crap was up when there is a mysterious white cat all of a sudden, especially with the letter. And I'm yeah. like, what's going on here? And so when she immediately hopped in her lap when I got there, I was like, okay, now we're we're on some funny stuff here. Let's also talk about the aunt. Um, Baby, it was the Bob for me. me. <laughs> it was the Bob for me, you know. Do you see the Bob? All that. But um, it was just cut so like... I liked it. I really liked it. I'm like, I, I really think, I really think I could rock a bob. I have a wig if you want it. <laughs> it has bangs, though. I could. That's a bang. I think I could do a good job with that. Or some, you know, when you talked about this, are some Anita Baker here. But that's neither here nor there. You know, I serve bougie single auntie. But with <laughs> but with this particular auntie, um, she lives in this big house all by herself. Um, her husband. Um, it she, wasn't her husband. They never got married. That was the problem. So I, I loved that moment so much. Um, let me just describe it for the people. So you know how there's like those backstory moments where like you have to give history on a character so you can kind of be caught up with all the characters on screen. How they nope. did it. On in, the train, right? Yeah, on the train. Yeah. So yeah. how he did it in house was instead of like telling a story, we had a silent film, which was so cool. We did. We had a silent <laughs> film within a film. And you just made like that silent film reference. Like with and, the whole, yeah. Yes. Oh my God. I love it so much. And we, and essentially we are watching the movie with Gorgeous and her friends so that we can all get caught up on who her aunt is and like this relationship. And it's like the girls are watching the movie at the same time that we are because they're yes. commenting on stuff that's happening in the that's, film. Yes. It was so the, the fourth story wall, you don't know is her. It's broken, it's gone, doesn't <laughs> exist. So basically what happened is they grew up in a small village and they had a big mansion because their father was a doctor and interesting note the director's father was also a doctor in pre-war japan but anyways so they're like the medical people in the village blah 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 the village is thriving it's great it's fun it's fantastic then the war happens and the aunt's boyfriend like her fiance is sent off to fight in the war and he's killed in like a plane crash the plane is shot down i don't he know what happened that, he took that shit so nonchalantly he was and just like, died after he promised her that he would like come back or whatever right so the war is over <laughs> so the war is over he doesn't come back her gorgeous's mother gets married and then, like, everybody moves on with their lives, except for her. So I appreciated oh, yeah. this, like, widow in the tower waiting for her man to come back from sea thing. Stuck in stasis, girl. Stuck in stasis. Which is really, you know, it, it, you kind of feel for, even though she's, like, a crazy <laughs> succubus of a witch. You feel bad for her at first. <laughs> because I'm just like, oh, no. Your little husband didn't come back. You, your little boyfriend, your fiance, he didn't come back. and No one comes to visit you. Anymore. And the village is like empty and it's just you in this giant house by yourself yeah it was yeah it was very you and then and she's in a wheelchair and you just you so you feel a lot of um 
you feel a lot of sympathy because it it, it make it, it the the way the movie frames her backstory and how she looks so frail in the wheelchair and everything it 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 it, it frames her as a very sympathetic character mm-hmm. um and it innocuous one because of that um frail um fragility yep. and when you realize that's not the freaking case it's just like oh face crack <laughs> um and how and it, but it's hinted at because the the cat knows her it's her cat um which i uh, was like bugging out because i'm just like why did no one say no one no one said no anything. one acknowledged that this cat that was just magically with us on this ride has portraits all up and through this house no one it's just like oh it looks like it looks true to life it looks exactly like but none of the reasons like why what how did this cat even get to me nobody was asking the necessary questions and they were just like oh let's let's put the watermelon in the well like <laughs> we have more pressing matters here. Um, but yeah, just, I, I like how the whole mystery unfolded and how um, basically it was a very one by one thing. Um, again, like very evil dead. Because um, yeah, Mac died first and we don't see how she died. Died off screen. Yes, she did. And then fantasy yeah. finds her head in the well. And for some reason it bites her on the ass. I don't know. That then, was such a, oh my God. Again, what, what is, is going, going on? on? <laughs> <laughs> then I think it was sweet, right? With sweet the closet. Was stuck in the closet. And we don't really Trapped know. In the clo- Shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to. I'm sorry. It just it just came. Sorry. Um let's continue. <laughs> as she shakes her head at me in disdain i'm sick of you anyways <laughs> sweet you love died. me you, you love know me. i do you know i do but so then sweet died with the doll thing in the closet then gorgeous was like possessed in the mirror thing and then melody died from the piano oh my god and then kung fu died from the light switch the freaking lamp and then Professor died because she was eaten in the water. I think she got dissolved in the and which was in the the water was supposed to be the blood of the cat, which was really a lot. And yeah. then and then I don't. Then, we don't know what happened to Fantasy. Fantasy just disappeared. She gone. She just she said mommy and curled up next to um, gorgeous who was not gorgeous because <laughs> she was just done. Yeah. At that point, she was just spent. She was just like Lord. Lord, take me now, cause I'm done. <laughs> um, but with with um, with the girls and their deaths and all their names, even like they and the fact that there were seven of them, I feel like maybe if they didn't do all seven, but I feel like a couple of the seven deadly sins were like subtext in there because Mac was like glutton or gluttony so and then she because she was she was turned into the watermelon which they all ate yeah which was yeah oh my god like but also another foreshadowing moment because when they bought the watermelon the guy's head looked like there was a watermelon already and then the watermelon behind him was laughing so yeah there was also that moment where he was like oh we haven't had visitors in a while i'm sure the woman the lady will be pleased you have to think too the if lady. she has been a witch yeah. for 30 years. Oh, she's had a bunch of, yeah, th- there have probably been more <laughs> girls, way more girls before that group. And yeah, so like 
and I feel like before we, I knew what was going on, I thought she was like eating them for their like youth, like or, or killing them for like their life force. But um, I, I don't know. So Mac was like glutton, gluttony. Um, who mm, Kung Fu could have been pride. Um, who was uh, fantasy? I'm sorry, sweet might have been sloth, and I only say that because the way that she was getting pummeled by <laughs> mattresses and pillows, you know, for rest. Um, but wasn't she also the one who liked to clean, though? Yeah, so no, that wouldn't make sense. Yeah, like I, I, like I see where your brain went, but that might be a stretch because like who is angry? I might yeah, I might be reaching, but I, I I but I felt like some of the seven deadly sins were definitely like sprinkled in there. Um vanity would be gorgeous because the whole mirror thing. I didn't th- I didn't think it was the mirror. I thought it was a lipstick. Oh no, it was the mirror. I thought it was the lipstick. It was there very... was a whole moment the mirror and then her reflection wasn't her reflection and then it was the the aunt and then But I thought like... it was because of the lipstick, yeah. It was very it, it was giving very um mascara by Jasmine Sullivan. That's what it was doing. Um and I don't know what that is. It's it's a it's a brilliant song that I think you should listen to. Maybe the reference is also stretched, but I'm just saying it. I think it's there. Because the message of the song and with gorgeous, you know, the the sin being vanity um i just i don't know but i felt like some of them were in there and um hmm i don't know Mm, i don't know i would have to look up but uh i i don't know i just i really liked how each of the girls had their own distinct death that kind of hit related to or hinted at their personas melody got eaten by the very same thing that she loved um matt same with mac um and then gorgeous the uh, the The vanity yeah killed her so or uh you yeah killed her because possession it completely took her over it was not gorgeous anymore how the fact that she left she was she was the only one who was able to leave the house but then lock the rest of the girls in there because she wasn't gorgeous anymore she was her aunt um and then the whole mad scramble for the girls trying to get out and figure out what was going on what do you think the significance of the that uh that grandfather clock that suite was trapped in meant and how it could be heard through all throughout the whole house but they had trouble finding it at first oh yeah because they're like that's a big clock where could it be because it was yeah. huge i don't know time is so significant in so many different ways i think it goes back to what i was saying before about how like those are the the moments and you know i feel like childhood is always a time where everybody wishes they could go back to because that whole idea of like youth is wasted on the young and you know you would do things so much more different if you knew you know if you knew it was going to end you know what i mean but her her dying in that clock was so long of a scene like we really sat there and like watched her bleed out into the clock which was odd because we didn't really see anybody else die like that and kung fu was like um because that was that was sweet she was like sweet i'm so sorry Mm. she had protected her the whole rest of the time i think at least she tried to that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, sorry, I'm I'm eating dots right now, and it's just the the candy. Wait a minute. What was what was that tone? You I haven't seen a you, dots. Oh, 
2002. Oh, I thought she was judging my taste. I was about to say, we can, we can get like, neck if you buck, like, don't, <laughs> don't do that. Like, I was about to do that. I didn't know they still made those. Oh, yeah, girl. Oh, uh, oh no, that's not what I'm thinking about. The hell are you thinking about? <laughs> Hold on. You know, y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the I got these things that you peel off the paper. Those little, oh. those little candies. Yeah, I got these at the shop, right? You know, the little gumdrops. I love these. Oh, no. Cherry and lime. You're talking about something else. I don't know. I don't know what mine is called. I thought they were called dots, and I was like, "What are you eating?" Sorry. Do they come in like a roll, and they you? Peel yeah, it's them on a the... paper, and you peel them off the paper. This, uh, mm. I don't know what it's called. It's not a big deal. Yeah, but I, my dots, you know, I love them. But um, I don't want to be chewing because <laughs> they're so chewy up on the. I don't want that to. I don't. I don't want the podcast people to hear that. I don't want y'all to hear that. But smack, anyway, smack, smack. no, because that's so smack, smack. that's so inappropriate. That's, so, <laughs> that's, that's not proper etiquette. I'm not that girl. Um, but oh, we haven't talked about the colors yet and the use of color throughout. It was a very um, vibrant movie. Yes. Very, and that's where I think you get uh, the Dario too, because like in um, Suspiria. Yep, because there were so many like reds, and, and that's okay. <laughs> so I have learned in my, I don't know how old I am 28, 29 years of life. How do you that- not know? <laughs> <laughs> how old are you? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not 30. I know that. <laughs> Hold on. 2021 minus. No, you are not actually looking up how old you are. My goodness. I'm 29. What would you do if you were at the DMV and they asked you this? How do you I would do the same thing. I don't remember. <laughs> but um oh, I in in my 29, so now that it's confirmed, in my 29 years of life. Mm-mm. I've learned that whenever there is red light or there is green light, there's about to be a problem. And I feel like that was utilized really well in the whole film in ways that you wouldn't expect it to be. So there's this scene in the beginning that's like more like a like the commercial with um, gorgeous and fantasy and they're like hugging. And then it's like this like. It's again, like the, the edges are like soft and then again, it's like all these what trees. It was. That's what it was. It felt like a commercial at the beginning and that's what threw me off because I'm like, is when is the movie going to start? <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah. I don't think the movie really started until after they got off the bus because For that's real. when everybody had their like, I'm Melody, I'm gorgeous. Oh my God. Again, Sailor Moon. Like that was so, or or that was so like daytime. So, or, or it was like the opening theme song to something where they're doing like the dip. It was so, again, he took so many different like uh, uh, film genre mediums and then like just threw them in here. But It's really like he took the things that he liked and, and which I will, together. which I admire. Cause he, I love that. He took what, what, dr- what drives him and put it, I love that and put it all together. Yeah. But so there, that moment that I'm talking about, they're like surrounded by all of this greenery and it's weird because they're not like standing next to a bush. It was really like <laughs> he shot them and then like cut it out and then blurred the edges and mm-hmm. put them 
in front of like a forest situation. And I was like, what is this? Yeah, let's talk about the um like the backdrops and the set pieces. Um, the, we're gonna talk about set um um design and production design. We yes. have to talk about Gorgeous's apartment because Gorgeous's apartment was so cool. I don't know what this like glass wall thing was, but and, and I also don't know why we didn't see any of the rest of the apartment, but all we saw was this like patio thing. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a chair and everything happened on the patio. Why did everything happen on the patio? Why was she mending his, his sweater on the patio? Why were they having these father daughter moments on the patio? <laughs> that maybe that's just like the, the place you go, like, you know, the patio. <laughs> You know, need to get my head together. The patio. I need to reevaluate my life. The, the patio. patio. You know, um, we all, but we no, we were also in her bedroom because I remember that rose wallpaper. I thought it was really pretty. Oh, we were in her bedroom at the desk. I thought it was really pretty. That's where she wrote the letter. Yeah, and then the um, cat came into the window. Through the freaking window, Mike. Y'all gotta stop leaving your shit open. But no, but that glass partition thing is one of my favorite things because I feel like it communicates so much because it's voyeuristic because we're looking through this glass, right? Mm -hmm. So we're already being voyeurs as an audience, but now it's doubled because that glass is there. And I think it helps to show that there's like a duality to all to everyone who's on the other side of that glass, because Gorgeous and her father and the the random Hey Arnold girlfriend um, all have <laughs> different sides to their personality that aren't always expressed when they're in the room with each other. Right. Because the father was a very different person when it was him and gorgeous than it, than he was when it was the three of them than it was when it was him and the girlfriend. And I think that that's a, that that was a really cool place to be able to put people to say, this is, this is the, this is how people are acting in these moments. Let's watch. And yeah, I love the whole, the mirror thing how you don't you don't you don't see the full sides of um a person um when they're in certain company it's always something else and how again with the aunt we didn't really get to see who she was until it was um, too late yeah until she fell into the to the refrigerator yeah until like uh, until basically all the girls were almost gone so it's just um i wanted to also uh-huh. We didn't talk about this, right? And I always call it white people shit. Like, whenever we're in a horror movie and we're like, oh, let's split up. I don't do that Scooby-Doo white people shit. We're not doing that over here. And wait a minute, hold up. <laughs> and the fact that there were two people missing. Okay, regardless of two. When Mac went missing, <laughs> the fact that nobody was like, yo, we need to go look for Mac. Like, she's been gone. Like, she went to go get a watermelon. What the hell's going on? The fact that everybody was just cool with her not being and, there like, up bothered the, my soul. And making up shit like, oh, maybe she went down to get potatoes from that farm down there. Like, what? <laughs> what? And if she did, why would she go alone? We have a problem. DEFCON 5. DEFCON 5. We have a and then, show. like, where, where is wait, where'd Sweet go? I haven't seen her in a while, you know, in all this stuff, just like, but you know, you're right. It would, but it would have already been another thing. Um, having the audacity to, 
um, I almost said email. Lord, forgive me. This is the seventies. To have <laughs> to have the audacity to write a letter to your estranged aunt, asking if you can walk your ass and your six friends into her house, even though you haven't seen her in however long, and you don't even know she has a space. Like, and, and she doesn't even, even know your friends. But it wasn't even for like a nice reason. You know what I mean? I need it to wasn't escape because, from my life. Because my dad sucks because he's getting married. Like, are you kidding? <clears throat> That's selfish. What do you want from me right now? You know what? You kind of deserve to die. It's not, it's not your friend's fault, but it is your fault. Because my dad is trying to move on with his life. I can't take this. This is this is this is inconveniencing me. Auntie, I need to come over. <laughs> and I need my girls to come with. This is unacceptable (laughs) um so they all get there and her aunt you know of course is accommodating but it's all smoke and mirrors so when the girls start meeting their ends it's just like i don't know the logic it it didn't nobody i don't think they it's they didn't try to get out quick enough for me until you know the doors were of course locked um uh, oh we're jumping around again hold on back to the set in production design pieces uh the train station outside of it though yeah that was crazy that was very i don't even know how it was it pop-up book was it was it like i like how because what was even what even was was that like a what, what was that was it like a card what was that was it cardboard or was it a sheet like what what because you, you know are it was stuck fake. right now yes because you know it was <laughs> fake you know it wasn't real but at the like it wasn't an actual station but i'm like but it was so like 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 mm. <laughs> you, mm. I'm gonna let you sit in that for a little, just for a little while, because you see, you just no, get, pick me up. I am, I am uncomfortable. No, I'm looking it up because I'm trying to remember what you're talking about. Give me, Give me a second. It's it's like when they're all meeting outside the train station. I think right in front of, like at the at the bus station. But they're about they're they're waiting for gorgeous, but she's already in there, and they're outside. And it's like it's it's giving. It was giving like very much pop-up book um like i don't think it was green screen either but like the scale of certain things you could tell like it was like but i'm sure most of this was was done on a production set yeah yeah and then uh where you can tell like some things are actual like literal literal um backdrops like uh like sheets or something like um it reminded me very much of again evil dead where it's that scene at night and it's just um like a moon being projected on like um a dark sheet and like you can realize it's a projection because you can i think you can see like either it yes so like what so like is that like it's like that's what it was giving me stage like like theater. A lot of this. That's that's why I like the glass thing so much because it looked like a set on a on a stage play. Yes, that's what it was giving. Me. It was very. It was giving very much high school stage play. And like um, Angelo in the students. back was doing the was drawing the skyscrapers on the thi- on the backdrop thing. Fifteen dollars for everyone else. Yes. And then Megan was like the the mini production manager, and she was like, "That's the wrong color paint." And then the manager was like, "Shut up." Megan. Megan, nobody cares about the paint. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like, wow. That's that's exactly what it was—a stage. 
that's what it was giving me like they were using like the giant you know like the yeah you know what i'm trying to say very like muppets take manhattan where you have to like have the city in the background so they have all of these like these like layered things so like there's like these buildings and then there's these buildings and then there's a taxi and then there's something else and to make it look dimensional yeah and that's why i was saying pop-up book because a lot of the when they do props like that on a stage play it reminds you of a pop-up book yeah so i just i have to give him credit for his like again the the how the designs are practical and um like real and um if there was green screen it wasn't like used i would say like in the not in the same way it's used today it was just mainly used to put stuff on top of each other like, like the um, heads like the yeah heads. like the heads and the, the arms and uh, um, a melody with the piano how all her limbs were you Smiling know around yeah that was also a really funny scene when she like commented on like how like Her oh that's flapping she's like oh that's uh what she say oh that's inappropriate or something and they just cut to the next scene yep. or or um mr togo yeah the teacher who was like the only reason he was in the movie is because he was friends with the director and he was like a country singer at the time <laughs> and got turned into bananas at the end <laughs> was just a was just uh his, his front seat was just a, a stalk of bananas wearing his hat like we didn't get to see that happen that happened off screen it did. Uh, and so the whole point of the of the auntie was her not even i can't her not even husband never came back from the war um, so she stayed waiting for him, somehow found magic, probably used that to stay alive, um, and then grew, of course, very lonely and probably crazy and just started eating. And it was a very interesting distinction that it was. What's, the, only... what's the book? What's the book? You know what I'm talking about. Wuthering Heights? Girl, what are you talking about? There's a story about a woman. There's like a lady who was left at the altar and she won't take off her wedding dress. And then this like boy comes around and he's like working at her house and he like falls in love with like her niece or her daughter, whoever this girl is. And then the lady taught the daughter to be an asshole. So like she strung him along and then like she she broke his heart and then like the house burns down and like the lady dies in the dress. But like she won't like she won't take off her wedding dress. I'm sorry. I mm, I'm no, sorry. it's like I a it's like a classical novel. Oh my god, no! <laughs> this is a thing. I'm so sorry. Ah. We we can't find that in our database. Let me put you on a brief hold, <laughs> and I will get tech support and see what we can find out. Oh, Charles Dickens. It was Great okay. Expectations. Okay. I don't even remember why I wrote this up now. We were talking about um, she was she she was never married. Yeah. Yeah, she figured it out. She got it. Yeah, I got it. It was Great Expectations. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
I love how me and Brandon are like on the same page. Like, okay. <laughs> oh, no, that's why I brought this up. Okay, because the story goes on that she can only wear her wedding yeah 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 when she eats them and something like force out or whatever and i think that is an interest it was interesting to see that she kind of took over gorgeous like she possessed her at the end because i feel like it's very great expectations in that way of like i'm this old woman who was promised who was who was um gassed up with broken promises and And you're out here sorry And, and y'all are out here like living your best lives or whatever it is and i'm gonna be that like stick in the mud reminder of what is to come oh hell because like gorgeous had like a whole you know once she was possessed she was like a whole different person she and, really was when she when she turned around and all that white right they're like gorgeous no girl sorry gorgeous isn't here anymore yeah she don't live here no more uh like would you like to leave a message i'll be sure that she gets it no i'm not she's not gonna get it um leaving uh, a message would be a waste of your time i just and it was a distinction that she would only eat on young unmarried women for me Mm And that's that that whole like to, for me that was this whole idea of like nodding to like purity and and being Patriarchy virgin and, and all this yeah. shit. Just like, uh, here we go. Um, so yeah, and then she was like, Here we go, like Lovecraft Country. No, for real. Where they left off. And then when she said, um, like, um I'm going to eat you, like, let me eat you. I was like, girl wow we're not doing like when she came in there it was like the giant head and explained to them like what the tea was and they were while they're reading the journal yeah that was a fun scene you ever watch um the miss mrs spider thing on hbo mrs spider yeah there's like this i keep going off on these tangents i'm so sorry no no go on go on there's this there's this Little Miss Spider was like a TV show, like this 3D animated TV show for kids. Oh, is that what that, where it's like the... It's the a, white... Yeah, that's what that reminded me oh, of. Her head, like, stuck out of the oh, James Charles, girl, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sisters, yeah. yeah. That would crack me up when I would see memes of them comparing James Charles to the spider from that the show. The spider. Because <laughs> he was a freaky old thing, man. Oh my god, that an- animation in the 90s was something else. That computer animation. Something else. Damn. They were all like, yeah, let's do it. And they shouldn't have for everything. It was a lot. I'm glad Courage did it, though. <laughs> that was fun. Um, I, I think we can... I don't know, because I just, I just, like I, I said, oh, go on. Before we, were you going to wrap it up? Oh, yeah, I was just, but no, what were you going to say about that? I just want to say that I think another way to kind of understand how this movie, I don't know if I talked about this already, but to, a better way to understand how this movie came to be um, uh, is to read this book called, and this is also if you like have time or and, and are so inclined to, um, it's called What is Japanese Cinema? A History. And it really chronicles like from the start until the present of whenever the book was published. I don't remember when it was published. Like the Japanese cinema as a whole. And yes. it's interesting to realize that there were two golden ages of Japanese movies, of Japanese mm. cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the 60s, 
it, it all kind of fell off, right? Like the studios were being broken up and it was really, really hard to get funding to make a movie. And it was also because the, the society changed right so we were on this track of like being more open and being more left and then it flipped and went right back into being conservative and a part of that is because because there was no money right people were making these like roman porno movies that were trying to get people to they were trying to get the society to look at sex and sexuality differently they were these like really cool like experimental sexual sensual thing so it wasn't just like straight up porn it was it was a little bit more elevated than that but to try to combat all of those things and 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 get people clothed they were like this is terrible no so in the 70s, when people were trying to make films, right, and and this new crop of, of artists and creative came up to try to do this again, I think one of the reasons that House is what it is, is because one, he was trying to experiment with film in a way that hadn't really been done before in Japanese cinema. He was trying to break from the 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 golden age standards and from like people trying to tell him that his stuff is like, it, it can't be weird and it can't be this and it can't be that. Right. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I think it's cool. <laughs> I'm a dork in that way. So if you want to read the book, I suggest you read the book and I can and TikTok told me how to find it for free. So there, there's Yay. That. Um, I just wanted to, the last thing I wanted to say about the movie was um, how at the end of the day, Gorgeous's um, disapproval or dislike of her almost uh, stepmother um, won the day, you know, rolled out because it was like her step, because she was going to, spend her summer holiday with her father then he comes back from his job in italy um with this new woman and talking about this is gonna be your new mom and gorgeous like no (laughs) and um you know being the wanting to be a good person like get to know uh gorgeous better um and try to you know let her um let her accept her and settle into her in her own time. She resolves to go visit Gorgeous later at her aunt's house, not knowing what just happened, not knowing what is going on. When she got there, like how long had Gorgeous been living possessed life before she showed up? This is true. I mean, those bananas, they weren't like, you know, they didn't have any brown spots on them, so I would say fairly, fairly recent. That's the other crazy thing to realize that this all happened in a day. Like the day that they got there is the day that they all died. There was just so much that happened. I was, oh my god! So um, she gets there. Uh, she's greeted by gorgeous, of course, um, but you know it's not it's not gorgeous. And they talk. Oh dear! So they talk and um, everything, but then. Um, that's when she says, you know, uh, uh, Ryoko, that's her name, asks where her friends are. And um, not gorgeous, has, um, they're asleep right now, but. Um, They'll wake up when they're hungry. 
they always wake up when they're hungry. Mm-hmm. And then that's when um, basically Gorge is like, we grill it tonight because she <laughs> immediately sets fire to not the rain, but Ryoko. So, yeah. So it was, it was the scarf in her head, then her whole body was on fire. And it was just like, well, there we go. Barbecue for breakfast. Um, and then the movie ends basically there. And it was just... Um, Again, <laughs> this is this is this is um, Coca Cola to me. Um, it's not something I venture into um, willingly or with a taste for. But you know, if if sometimes offered to me, or if the, uh, if that's all there is, um, I will. I'll take a taste. Oh no! Wait, wait! <laughs> Don't look at me like that. That that probably just came out completely. That sounded probably so rude. I am so sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I am. I my apologies. It's it's because no, you know what the better analogy is, and I'm going to give you one. Right? This is your Pepsi, or you think it's a Pepsi? You think it's a Pepsi, and you pick up the cup. Are you going to say it's RC up. Cola? No, and no. <laughs> I was going to say you pick up the Pepsi and you sip it and you realize there's Jack Daniels in it and you are pleasantly surprised. You're welcome. Oh, Jack Daniels. Damn, I don't have him in the house. I should I should go pick some of him up. Um, oh, you do. Oh, you do, don't you? Where is it? Oh, there he is. The, oh, the Tennessee honey. I love that. I love that. That's so You want to sponsor us, Jack Daniels, Tennessee Honey? Hey. Send us an email. <laughs> Take a sip while you listen to us. I don't know, but um <laughs> but okay, I like that analogy better. But um it's it I was pleasantly surprised. It's just not something I would, you know, like normally watch without um I would guess like a um a, a, a specific push. A, you know a gentle push a specifically good reason but I did enjoy it I I mean I just thought again what is going on but it was um it was not boring. It no, was, it was, not. it was, it was, it was definitely an experience. It was a wild experience. Um, I think a reviewer called it like a fever dream. Very that, <laughs> very that. Um, yeah, it's probably one of the most bizarre movies I've ever seen in my whole life. Very, very bizarre. So many things in there, but uh, definitely check it out. Um, this would be perfect for like um, if. Oh, Lord, God willing, Corona ends. And for those of you in college, especially the young ones, like the freshmen or whatever, uh, this will be perfect to put on in your lounge area and watch with all your roommates. I really, now that we're sitting here talking about it and like, like order pizza, or I really want and just laugh because that's what we did for Evil Dead Girl. And it was a key. <laughs> it was a key. Let me tell you, one of my favorite memories. But no, I really want um, Nick and Raymond to like watch this high and see what they think. Oh my God. <laughs> so you Just heard that? See. I really want to know. I hope y'all do. Tag me in the episode if you do, because I want to know your opinion. It's a lot. Um, <laughs> and 
I will say. Oh, for was, people who don't know, shout out to the Carpenter Queens podcast. Nikki yes, Ray. the Carpenter Queens girl. Yes, get y'all should really do that though. Like, let us know. We would, we would love to hear about it. Like, make sure y'all record yourselves because we want to. Right, please. I need the sound bites. So like from, <laughs> from in the moment, in in the moment. Um. And then last thing I would say would, um, and you might, you might get me for this one. Cause I realize you know, not every film needs the whole dark night treatment, but I would love to see what would happen if this is a, um, if this was adapted to modern day, but no. taken very, I know, I know, I no. know, I know, but, but, no. but let, who let, would direct it, Jared? Who finish. would do that, Jared? No, because we did that already. Suspiria was a travesty. Suspiria is a blemish in society. <laughs> 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 don't talk about Suspiria. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Just didn't even let me finish. I just, you know, take it seriously and like, let's see what happens. Because there was some really inventive, again, kills in there. And I just like, if we had, I just keep thinking like the 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 piano from Super Mario 64, if that was like brought to true life, what would that look like? But anyway, that was Taos, um, directed by and written by... Um, Mel, what was the... Because I don't want to mispronounce it. Nobuhiko Obayashi. Thank you so much. Um, and again, check it out, guys. It's definitely... It's different. It's different, but it but is... It's a good difference. Yes, yes. It's, and that's not a bad thing over here. It's not... It's unless, a fun different. It's a fun different. It's I'm like not a, a cool, fun house different. Yeah. It, oh, God. Fun house. <laughs> like, I'm not a... I'm not a regular... Um, different. I'm a cool different, you know, mean girls reference. Um, any any final curls for you? Um, no. <laughs> uh, Yo, um, actually, I suck at Twitter. So if anybody has any ideas or like wants to do our Twitter for us, let me know. Uh, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> you don't want to do I mean, why don't why don't we just like delete we, it uh, or deactivate it and we come back where we maybe have, you know, larger community. Cause I just I, don't have time. Like, no, community I know, I is great. I love y'all. I just don't have time for Twitter. Twitter is like all the time. Twitter is seven. Like you yeah. have to be, and I'm just not, Yeah, <laughs> like, I can't. Yeah. And that's fair. That's fair. Instagram is enough. Our Instagram is popping though. Our Instagram is lit. Instagram is enough for me. I'm like, I still don't even have a personal Twitter, so I don't, I'm good on that. Oh, I do. I was live tweeting. I decided to watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space the other day. So, again, just to live tweet it. Just <laughs> so much fun. I was awake at one in the morning for some odd reason. And I was like, oh, look, Killer Clowns. Here we go. If there's a sequel that we need like 30 years after the fact, it would be that one. That is yeah. something we could do. Yeah. So I hope because the brothers who wrote it are still alive. I know, and I think they really do want to make it, but I don't know. Like, I think is it the studio, or I don't know what it is, but something's going on where they're being like held up. Um, Okay, yeah, I don't really have any uh, final curls either, um, except that. um, Did you see that uh, David Simon is returning to write a um, crime drama set in Baltimore again? Um, he's the creator of The Wire, um, and it's no. gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be on HBO, and it's about like this corrupt um, police force in Baltimore, but it's based on like actual true reporting, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, this show is gonna hurt. My it's either brain. gonna be amazing or it's gonna be garbage. 
I think it will be amazing, but I think it's going to piss a lot of people off because, Probably. yeah, I mean, that's, it's going, yeah, that's how I felt. Uh, and I know this is fiction, but that's how I felt watching uh, Your Honor on Showtime with Brian Cranston. I never finished that. It. I started watching this French, like, show called Balthazar. That's about this um, coroner who, it's, it's a lot. I don't know. The only Balthazar I know is from Charmed. Okay. Yeah, it's not the same one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for that because again, The Wire was one of the most uncompromising pieces of um, television I've ever seen in my life, and I know that he is going to be bringing the same thing to this new show. Maybe and I'm, I'm 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 very I look forward to to seeing it, but I just know that I need to gird my emotions because I know it's going to be you are the optimist in our duo I feel I mean hey <laughs> you know we balance each other out we keep each other grounded it is what, what it, is. it is it's cool <laughs> and on that note um, we will see you guys um, next week follow us and you know on our Instagram at um, scary crit pod pod yes. Thank you. Just pod. Um, uh, just pod. Yes. Scary here pod. I know our addresses. Um, y'all can, because <laughs> I do. Um, y'all can always, as always, shoot us um, an email at scarycritpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Um, recommendations, um, reviews, questions, all that. We, we love that. We love engagement from the community. So um, I hope y'all have a great rest of your week. It's getting a little warmer lately but watch it pull another cold spell um and just be safe here so till next time podcast people bye